You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here on Thursday, October 6th, breaking down all things Vikings-Bears today as they head into that I would say for Minnesota, pivotal, pivotal NFC North matchup at noon at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Uh, Dane, there's so many things to get into with this matchup. We're going to talk just kind of overall franchise directions of these two teams as they both have new leadership, both at the front office and coaching level. Uh, we'll get into like the actual matchup of these two teams, um, where the strengths, weaknesses, how we think it's going to play out. Uh, but first, let's get into some more Viking stuff today uh, to open the show. First up, I wanted to just get into something that I thought was really cool uh, that Kevin O'Connell, I think, kind of orchestrated with this team. And Lewis seen, and we saw the injury, um, you know, the gruesome injury on Sunday in London. And obviously, he's been in London with, you know, surgeries to prepare uh, to first prepare and then have surgery on that leg. And what Minnesota did yesterday in like FaceTiming, Zooming, I don't remember exactly what mechanism they used, uh, seeing in with the team um, on his birthday, just to kind of include him at a time where you probably feel kind of alone. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I'm sure of when you suffer a big injury, when you're in a different country, when the team like leaves uh, while you are left back, that's probably a pretty lonely feeling, even though there are certainly members of the organization with him. But just the fact that the Vikings went out of their way to be like, hey, you are still a part of this team. Um, and we are thinking of you on your birthday as you were going through this. I think that was kind of cool from a culture standpoint and also just like a, a human thing. Yeah, it, it sounds so simple, right? Like just wishing someone a happy birthday. But like it and I don't want to make this an O'Connell Zimmer thing, but I guess I'm what I'm about to say is inherently gonna make it an O'Connell Zimmer thing. I just don't know if, if something like that happens in the previous regime. I don't know that it doesn't. Um, but it, it does speak to, you know, how Kevin O'Connell is like always thinking about, you know, not just the, the football side of it, like the human side of it. Like you said, like this kid's turning 23 years old in a hospital in London right now after having surgery that might alter just the entire trajectory of his, his NFL career, his life, really. So something as simple as seeing like, all 53 or probably 70 ish people with the coaching staff, like on a zoom call and knowing that your face is plastered at the front of that media meeting room, something that probably would have happened if he were in the building. I think Kevin O'Connell probably would have trotted Lewis seen up to the front and team would have saying happy birthday or something to him. Like the fact that he was still able to kind of have that moment um, really cool. And I think, yeah, um, speaks to kind of the culture that that is being kind of cultivated here in Minnesota. It's one of those things with football. And I think all coaches are able to walk the line. All good coaches are able to walk the line of this. Like, yes, it's a business. Um, certainly tough decisions have to be made. Yes. You have to demand a lot of your players. Um, but you also have to recognize that these are humans and like, there is a very personal human component to all of this. And if you want to create like that quote unquote family atmosphere, that can't be when someone is like on the field playing well for you. Like you have to be thinking of the person at all times. And I do think Kevin O'Connell does that, um, which is kudos to him um, in that, in that respect. And, and not just from Lewis, Lewis scene standpoint, like 
from the team standpoint, from his right. teammate standpoint, like I'm sure they miss him or like, you know, like the safeties that are working with him every day, the rookies that came in with him, like they want it. They want, they wish he was there. So I think that not only shows to Lewis seen that you care, it shows to the rest of the team, like, Hey, like we don't just forget about someone if, if they're gone. Um, it, it must stink right now for him though. I know he like, the hope is like what I've been told is that like, he's going to be back by like, hopefully by the end of the weekend at the latest, like in Minnesota, I think Kevin O'Connell said yesterday, I think the NFL handles and like, he does, he's not going to have to fly commercial. It's not like he's going to have to have like a cast on his leg, like flying commercial. I think the NFL handles that travel. The Vikings did send out some of Lewis family to London. So he can have at least someone else there besides just Viking staff. Um, but that it must just be a pretty dark time in his life. And, and I just really hope, Yes, it'd be nice if he got back on the field in 2023, but it's going to be a hard year. So I hope uh, I hope the support system he has and I hope the Vikings organization as a whole is, is something he can lean on um, in the next six months to a year. It's, it's not going to be easy for the kid. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the one bright spot, like you see these gruesome injuries and you think like, it's horrific and it is, uh, but it's not a, doesn't have to be a career ender. Like we see a lot of these things with these compound fractures and whatnot, where like guys get back and it's not always an easy road and it depends on how everything goes with your recovery. But see many guys come back from things where it looked like there was no way. Um, and, and they come back in great form, frankly, too. So a lot of hope and optimism for Lewis but you're right. Like these months to come are going to be really difficult. This week's probably really, really difficult. Um, all those things just wanted to touch on that uh, before now we, trend transition um into vikings football um and what we're going to see on the field and what we have seen on the field and uh it's probably time because it's been maybe like two days uh two shows since we talked about Kirk cousins extensively so uh let's just go ahead and hop back on that saddle uh Kirk cousins four games in because kevin o'connell talked a little bit about cousins this week um first off let's just before we give our takes like what has o'connell said about kirk what we've seen through four games and and where he thinks he can go from here yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit after maybe it was after Sunday's game or in Tuesday's episode, but I forget which one. But Kevin O'Connell hasn't been like super glowing about Kirk. Like he's been supportive of him, yes, but he hasn't been unrealistic in his assessment of him, which I think is also important. Um it it builds credibility from, you know, like him to reporters but also him to the team. Like if the if he's coming out there and saying, "Yeah, Kirk's been awesome." for the first four weeks of the season, like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin cook, like linemen, like everyone knows like when Kirk is good and when Kirk is not good and through four games, like Kirk has not been that good. He's actually been as bad as he's been. I think like a lot of statistics show, like he's been as bad as he's been since he's been a member of the Minnesota Vikings. And it's so and frankly, ever since he's been as a starting quarterback in his career numbers wise. Yeah, so like the fact that Kevin O'Connell is is realistic in that ex- assessment and saying, yes, there's a lot of room to grow. I feel good about where he's at, but I know there's a lot of room to grow. Like, I, I think he understands that like if Kirk continues to play quarterback the way he's been playing over the first four weeks of the season, the Vikings will regress and they will not be that good. I, I don't know if they're that good right now, but if he continues to play quarterback like this, like they have, you know, the hope and a prayer of, of being a contender, like it's not going to work. So you, you hear Kevin O'Connell say these things and, and you hear Kirk even kind of uh, say these things 
a guy not the most accountable over the course of his career, like has always found ways to either like deflect or like talk about a bigger picture from a team standpoint, really doesn't take blame himself. Even he started to do that this year. I think maybe some of that has to do with like the coach's support. Um, But so I think that like, yeah, he hasn't been good so far, Um, but there are signs that like it could turn. Um, There is also the possibility, like we've talked about that he's just washed and that like this, he's just got old quick. Um, But I'm not ready to say it yet. I'll give him another month. They are three and one. um, And I do think, this this complex offense, I think they're going to continue to learn and kind of grow in it. Um, but yeah, not the best first month for, by any means. Um, we'll see how he kind of continues his progression over the next month, two months, three months. Yeah, um, it, it definitely is something where like this is the worst football Kirk's played in terms of it's almost ironic. Like we've seen Kirk with empty stats, quote unquote without wins and it's like that's why we bagged on him and now it's bad numbers and three and one um and so now we're gonna bag on him for the numbers um it it, it kind of puts you in a weird spot if you've been talking about empty stats for so many years um but frankly like the eye test just says it hasn't been great um and and that's kind of been the case with this whole team uh but to his credit like hey three wins and two of them have come on game winning drive so like I don't know. Um, he's finding a way to get it done. And for many quarterbacks, <clears throat> maybe who we don't have as high expectations for, we would say like, that guy's just a winner, uh, you know, like doesn't play well all game and goes and gets it done. Like that is literally like at, I remember Tim Tebow in his first season or whatever, and he was winning games and it was hideous. And then they would, they would just do a drive at the end of the game and it'd be like winner. Uh, and that's what Kirk's doing now. And certainly Kirk's a much significantly, significantly, significantly better quarterback than that. I'm not trying to make too much of a comparison there, but I think it's like expectations um, for, can kind of like shape your reality of it. Uh, look what expected, like this big boom from Kirk cousins because of Kevin O'Connell and, and it's been a little bit the opposite, uh, but he still is kind of finding ways to win and making plays down the stretch. I just, how much do you think of this is like, Cause I'm not sure. Like part of me wonders like, okay, Kirk's 34. You know, we've seen other quarterbacks who get older and they're struggling. Russell Wilson's turning 34 at the end of this year and he's struggling. Matt Ryan, we're seeing at, at that kind of age, he's struggling. Matt Stafford is 34. He's struggling. Uh, we might be getting to a point where like, Hey, if you're not like eating plants and I don't know, dinosaur eggs, like Tom Brady, maybe like this is kind of a cutoff age for you. Uh, I think that might be possible for a lot of type of players. Like your arms is not as lively and, and that makes life more difficult for you. So do you think it's that? Do you think it's like uh, just totally an adjustment to a new offense? Like it could be for Russell Wilson as well. Like, like it could be for Matt Ryan as well, though. I think Matt Ryan struggled for a few years now. Like how do you gauge out this kind of rough statistical start for Kirk Cousins? Like where, where are you kind of placing, I don't want to say blame, but what are you attributing it to? Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to say that he's he's in the complete decline of his career quite yet. Um, maybe I would in, say he's past the week, peak. That, that, yes, but I don't think it's it's like a significant downturn. Like sometimes we just see like significant. Oh, that guy is old. Um, yeah. He wasn't last year. He is this year. Um, a lot of times it's more gradual, and I I think while there is a downward traje- trajectory at this point for Kirk's career. 
I think it's going to be more gradual. I don't think he's fallen off a cliff by any means. Maybe I will feel differently in week eight here. Um, but I'm I'm willing to give him the next month of the season, month and a half of the season, kind of to give that benefit of the doubt. Because he has come up big in big moments. He did look pretty good at well, in the first half of, of week one. Um, not, not, not so much in the second half of week one. He's actually only played one good half this this through four weeks of the season. So I understand if you want to say he's washed, if people want to say like out there that, that his best days are behind him and he's just a below average quarterback at this point, I would have a hard time arguing that. Um, but I, I just always kind of go back to listening to, to Justin Jefferson, talk about this offense, listening to Adam Thielen, talk about this offense, uh, even listening to like some of the offensive linemen talk about this offense. Like it's complex. I think it was going to come along a little bit slower than than the expectation of well Kevin O'Connell just won a Super Bowl in LA he turned Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup into a dynamic duo like that's going to just immediately hit the ground running in Minnesota I think it was always going to take a little bit more time than than we expected maybe that's what you can attribute some of these struggles to um it hasn't clicked yet um there are signs that that maybe it will um I look at Justin Jefferson being shut down for 2 weeks and then them finding ways to get him the ball with more regularity last week in London. Um, so yeah, I mean, are Kirk's best days behind him? Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Is he just someone who you cannot win with anymore? Like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I'm not by any way insinuating that like this dude's unplayable. Like certainly he's, if, if average is the baseline, like he's not worse than that. We see enough really bad quarterbacks where obviously he's right. average at worst. Um, that's kind of always been the statement about him is he just average, but there's no way is he worse than average. Um, we talked about this in the preseason and it was like my concern for this team getting off to a slow start, which they haven't in terms of record, but they have in other areas of like when you're shifting so much, when you're changing so much in terms of scheme, it's going to take a while. And we're seeing that now. I just think that, the Green Bay game like created unrealistic expectations for where they already mm-hmm. were and where they were going from there. And you assume that's just kind of the launching pad. Um, and it turns out it was just kind of like Green Bay lost a lot of guys in coverage. And um, and now like we're seeing, I think like, OK, and here are the growing pains now that you would have expected. Uh, and they've been aided by the schedule. So they're still winning games. Uh but it's maybe it shouldn't be surprising that this transition is taking place. Like this should have been expected. We've kind of talked about it. I thought it would be at the expense of wins, um, which it hasn't been, uh, I think because, you know, they've played some banged up teams, but still like it's, this isn't unsurprising. So if this team plays much better offensively in the second quarter of the season here, as we get into this next four game stretch or, or the one after that, like, that's all very possible. Um, and, but I think we're going to get more answers. And there are still some unknowns, though, of like, okay, we think that there's going to be like a comfortability coming in with the scheme, an adjustment, Kevin O'Connell finding the right mix, implementing more of his game plan. But we don't know that. Um, so that's what's going to be interesting as we move forward here. And I think that's where, like, if you're a fan of this team, you just want to see the offense take steps forward. Um, and maybe look more comfortable for longer stretches of the game. And maybe we start to see that this week. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's not like an automatic foregone conclusion that this offense is just going to click magically in like week seven or week eight or week nine. Like, it might not. It might just look clunky all year. It might look clunky all year because of Kirk. It might look clunky all year because 
guys like Adam Thielen get old or guys like Irv Smith just aren't as good as you thought they were going to be. And Justin Jefferson's kind of having to do it alone. Dalvin cook looks like he might be kind of on the wrong side of it at this point. So like, yeah, it's not a foregone conclusion that the offense is going to click. Um, but I think you're right. Like it, it's something that you can kind of monitor a progression at this point. If you just kind of take away the green Bay game, which I think we, it's fair to do at this point. Like that was, yeah, an that was the outlier like, for sure. Um, I'm not willing to say they've gotten better every week, but like kind of, they were so bad against Philadelphia that like you were, you could only go up. They were still pretty bad against Detroit, but I guess you could say that's an improvement over Philadelphia. And I guess they were better against new Orleans than they were against Detroit. So yeah, no, I'm willing to, they, they've, they've slowly progressed each week, even if that progression has kind of come at the expense of like solid football play. Um, offense, I think has a chance to figure it out. Defense. We always kind of harp on. I, I, I don't know if they will ever figure it out, but from an offensive standpoint, from a Kevin O'Connell standpoint, from a Kirk Cousins standpoint, I think there's reason for hope, at least still with this offensive unit. Um, I think there's a chance that they could still figure it out and be pretty good. If you want to point out a positive for the offense, it's that they looked horrendous against Philly. Uh, frankly, like against Detroit's defense, scoring 24 points is really bad. Uh, we saw Seattle score like 48 uh, this last <laughs> yeah. week with relative ease. Like that is a horrendous Detroit defense. Uh, that Minnesota struggled with for large parts of the game. And I will say for the Vikings offense, to their credit, yes, they struggled in the red zone, and that's what matters. Like seven points versus three is the difference in winning and losing in the NFL. But they did move the ball quite a bit against what is still a good Saints defense. Like the Saints offense was decimated by injuries. The defense was not. Um, that's still a pretty good unit. Yeah. That Minnesota moved the ball and scored when they needed to. Like So if you want to point on an upward trajectory, I think that's fair to do there. All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Vikings-Bears and more just kind of general trajectory of these two franchises heading into this game.